because I feel like there's some controversy around it. Is LinkedIn truly a networking platform or is it just turned into social media now? Pay is something that's not talked about. It seems like, are they trying to hide something? Why is it not fair and why is it not talked about? All right. Well, welcome back to The Influence. Welcome Lily, back. It's so lovely to see you today. You too. I've missed you. <laughs> I've missed you. Even though I was with you this weekend. That's true. I'm so glad you came this weekend. Me too. So any in, anything interesting happened so far this week? I know we're early in, but... Great question. I truthfully have had a very boring week. Well, last week, you know, it was... Um, homecoming so we were able to just like every night just load my schedule up with different activities different uh, yeah things to do around campus so now this week every night I've kind of just been going for it like Sunday night was nice I just kind of had time to relax and then last night I had a class uh, until 9 p.m. and then tonight now we get to record so it's been good but so great how about you? How was first the first two days of October. work? Yeah. First week of October. Had to run the monthly social analytics, so nice. that was interesting. It's it's Great. it was actually different from recent months, so Okay. You know, we're gonna have to talk about that, but like bad? Analytics. I mean not bad by any means, but just like lower engagement than usual for yeah. work, so bummer um but also there was like less posts and such but yeah you know yeah it happens Great, especially yeah. as we enter back into the school year and everyone's busy so why don't we just jump into it yeah let's do it so I thought the first thing that we could really talk about is LinkedIn since last week you really highlighted those internships and just different things with experience and how to gain experience I thought LinkedIn would be a great starting point yeah so when did you first get LinkedIn just out of curiosity yeah I got LinkedIn my sophomore year of college it was a requirement Mm -hmm. for a class it was our project basically Mm. for the last month of class was to create a LinkedIn and network with people Mm -hmm. and just create our database on there before we really started getting into internships and stuff so I thought it was such a great idea for the professors to really like set us up for success heading into our junior and senior years needing those internships and having the opportunity Mm -hmm. to like connect with people on LinkedIn already and not having to like scramble to put it together I thought that was so brilliant on their part Yeah, that actually is super smart. I don't think it was ever a requirement necessarily, but as soon as I got into college, I was like, I need to be on LinkedIn because these are my peers now, like my classmates who are doing the same thing as me, and I'm still connected with people who I went to school with and did projects Mm -hmm. with, obviously. Um, So LinkedIn is kind of interesting, though, because I feel like there's some controversy around it, just in the sense of, is LinkedIn truly a networking like platform yeah. or is it just turned into social media now? Yeah, that's interesting. I maybe I'm at fault for this, but I don't go on LinkedIn to just like mm-hmm. look through mm-hmm. as a social media site. 
but I know you do. So I can see you liking things and I can see Mm -hmm. you commenting. See, that's so weird (laughs) that LinkedIn does that, just exposing me. Because a lot of the stuff I like on LinkedIn is sometimes, like, meme-based content. Oh, for sure. The Millennial Marketer is Mm -hmm. one big one that I follow that they always post, like, really funny, relatable content. Um, Especially when any meme is trending, they will, like, make several of the meme all based around different like marketing positions and it's hilarious to scroll through what's that called again the millennial marketer i gotta look into that that sounds really interesting yeah i'll i'll link them um we can link them in the description here but there's also a couple other big linkedin um players that i like to follow which i can throw those in there as well too if anyone's interested especially for like the gen z millennial type audience um they're more relatable but also still give you good content it's not all just memes i promise um (laughs) but yeah social media and linkedin it's kind of interesting because i do have one person i'm connected to who recently kind of went on a rant on linkedin talking about Certain achievements shouldn't be shared on here, such and such. But, I mean, obviously, as Taylor Swift said, never make fun of someone for doing something they enjoy. So I feel like if that's just not something you're into on LinkedIn, you should just not connect with those people. Yeah, I often get notifications for LinkedIn. Since I do have it, I've downloaded the app. I get notifications from my, like, classmates now, and they're like, just accepted a position as this intern or just accepted a position Mm -hmm. um, to like work here full time. And I love seeing that stuff. I think it's so interesting. I love seeing that stuff too. There's someone that I was previously in choir with and he had just like accepted a full time position at, I can't remember what company it was and just seen him in the hallway and be like, congratulations. Like I saw it on LinkedIn. I didn't feel like it was creepy on social media. I often Mm -hmm. find myself feeling creepy if I'm like, hey, congrats on this. I saw you posted (laughs) it. But yeah, LinkedIn is like accepting those achievements and like like congratulating them Mm -hmm. is such a common thing. And it's so cute to see who's congratulating. I definitely love using LinkedIn as a way to like share basically like milestones. So when I joined the entrepreneurship a program at Midstate. I shared on there about that. Or um, I think I made a post for like National Women's Day yeah. on there, um, being a woman in manufacturing, just because the statistics tend to run heavily on the male dominated <laughs> side. So just different things like that I like to share. Um, for sure. Anytime I share on LinkedIn, I love including pictures, though. I feel like it's really fun to stage different, like, pictures, mm-hmm. um, especially if it's just like, oh, I got a new job. Here's a picture of me, like, in front of the building or in front of, mm-hmm. I think I took mine in front of um, a van that had the logo on it. So Cute. just different things yeah. like that I think are fun. And I know people love to see love to see it like professors that I have I know they're on LinkedIn they tell us to add them on LinkedIn or connect with them on LinkedIn Mm -hmm. just so that they can see where we are in five years ten years see like 
mm-hmm. where we are and what we're doing. And I think that's so great to connect with people that way. Yeah. And it's a great resource too if somebody changes their phone number or changes positions and you no longer have their business email versus using personal email to talk about different um, business topics. Oh, yeah. It's nice to have LinkedIn because you can still message and connect with those people through there and just keep that in contact. One question I have for you is, do you accept LinkedIn requests from people you do not know? Because this is also another debate topic. Great question. Truthfully, no. I have gotten Mm -hmm. a few messages through LinkedIn where they're wanting to interview me want to hire me like I think they're just looking at my experience and my education and from there on they think I'm a perfect match I've gotten so many of them and then they try to connect with me but truthfully no if I don't know them I don't really want them checking up on me and seeing what I'm doing in five ten years but I could see it being a controversial topic because in LinkedIn like that's where you connect with people and that's where you network Mm -hmm. and if you're not Talking to people you don't know, how are you networking? But what are your thoughts on it? Yeah, I think the, for me personally, I wouldn't accept anyone who I didn't know on LinkedIn when I first started. But then the pandemic happened and I feel Mm. like a shift kind of happened in just the LinkedIn site because obviously everyone was quarantine separated sure. so it was kind of one of the only ways to connect with new people that's and a really great start point. those sort of trends but I do think that I am selective about the people that I select okay. um it definitely depends to me on if I think there could be an actual purpose for me connecting with them okay. like a job opportunity in the future definitely. or any sort of um any any basically way that I think that I could work with them in the future but I do have some people try to connect with me because I work for like a a mid-sized company I would Mm -hmm. say so it's not super big but a lot of our distributors have people who are connected to um, the same salespeople for our company that I'm connected to and then they'll send me an invite and I'm like well I don't think I would ever see you in the real world for any reason uh, so yeah. those ones I tend to tend to ignore. <laughs> I feel like that's where we can differ in those in that sense because you have a full time job, you're working, you are meeting all these people at this company. When me, I'm a student. I'm mm-hmm. I have my connections, but I'm not working somewhere where I'm constantly trying to network for the company. I'm constantly trying to meet people for the company. So I feel like that's where we can differ, and I, it's makes sense for you to like connect with people that you don't know mm-hmm. in that sense because you don't know what they're connected to same thing goes for me I guess you could say but I don't know yeah but I mean it is different for students versus um just working professionals I guess you could call it yeah of of who's trying to connect with you like what is their purpose basically is what I ask myself yeah and that kind of helps me from there so yeah, yeah it's, an, it's an interesting concept though because like me personally I would never accept someone's Facebook request that I didn't know but it's a little bit different since it's that business networking social site yeah the strict the strict meaning for it I remember getting my LinkedIn or making my LinkedIn you could say and 
I would search so many people that I knew, especially from our hometown, <laughs> like mm-hmm. searching my dad, searching some coworkers yep. of his, searching just like random people. <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking, yeah. but I would I would find people that I know and then look at their mutual connections when I first started because yeah. I was like I need to find connections and stuff on here. Who do I know? That's um, great. Do I know anyone they know sort of thing. Mm-hmm. What I want to talk about, though, yes. with LinkedIn is let's jump into the profile of LinkedIn because this kind okay. of relates to what we were talking about last week with portfolios yeah. and um, cover letter, resume. How are you presenting yourself and your brand? Yeah. So for me personally, I think that – the cover images on LinkedIn are an underrated tool. Don't call me out like that. <laughs> I don't what's think your, I have a cover. cover? I don't think I have a cover image. <laughs> I should That's look okay. into it. Yeah, Let me I look into I just it. Think I'm looking it's at an, it. Okay, I just think it's an underrated tool. Um, mine's pretty simple right now, so it's not like I'm doing anything fancy. The only thing mine is is just uh, my website name at the top but I definitely think that cover images can be utilized kind of as just like a visual representation of um you and your brand or um your experience expertise all those different sorts of things yeah because you could kind of use it to um narrow down these are my top three or five uh Areas that I'm an expert in and that I have experience, like extensive experience, and I can help whoever I'm connecting with Yeah. learn about or um, if they have a project they're looking to fill or if they need advice on something. Um, that's definitely, a, I think, a underrated tool because then you can also plug yourself of just like, like I'm using it for my website portfolio. Um, you could use it to different that's social true. medias. And it kind of makes, it's the only eye-catching thing, really, because obviously there's the, your profile picture, which should be a professional-looking headshot of you, but um, you obviously don't want people just judging you based off of your headshot, and I hope people wouldn't do that. Yeah, good point. So, I looked into mine. It is a picture of the Stone Arch Bridge in St. Paul. Oh, well, that's cute. It's cute. It colors match my headshot. I think it ties in Mm -hmm. together. If I owned a company or if I had any success I wanted to throw up there, I would do Mm -hmm. it. So I relate with you in the sense of I think it's great that you have your business logo, did you say? Um, I have my website. Yeah, great. Yep. See, that's great. For anyone curious, AaronHardgerMedia.com. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Great plug. That's amazing. Yeah. I got I to gotta update mine a little. I'm curious to know what's on your LinkedIn. And what do you put on your LinkedIn, LinkedIn. from your classes, from work? How much do you promote on that? Um, I honestly don't often post on LinkedIn. I think I have my my uh, feed set to the like creator 
LinkedIn. And basically the only difference is that people can follow you without connecting. And then also you get analytics on um, like post impressions. I'm not sure if maybe normally when you post, if you get that, but it kind of caters more to oh, you're a creator, mm. so you want to know about, like, who's coming in and what the demographics yeah. are and all those different sorts of things. Um, so on my LinkedIn, I've got my cover photo, Aaron Harger Media. I've got a cute little graphic circle that, like, mm. goes around my profile picture. Kind of fun. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, yeah, creator mode. Get discovered, showcase content on your profile, and get access to creator tools. So are you That's paying what. for that? No, it's free. So I'm not a premium LinkedIn member. That was my next question. I was only I was only on LinkedIn Premium when I was initially doing my big job search about yeah. a year ago. Okay. And I was applying to a ton of places. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was when I mainly had it, just so I could be able to see who was looking at my profile. Um, some of those different tools of you could see once you applied to jobs I think it was something along the lines of um who else applied and not maybe who necessarily applied but what their skill set are and what your kind of ranking was compared to them I remember getting a free trial back in I want to say April and I utilized that free trial for 30 Mm -hmm. days and that's when I was kind of debating what I wanted to do this past summer so I applied and applied, and it was so interesting seeing, like, how many people looked at my profile and mm-hmm. what applications. I think when they, like, view your application or yep. download it or something, exactly. it would let you know. Yeah, and they would kind of specify certain jobs or internships on what my skills were, my experience was. I thought it was great, the premium, and, I mean, I don't know right now if I need to pay the money for the premium. But I could totally see a huge job search, like you said, super beneficial for sure to get mm-hmm. the premium. Or if you're like a hiring manager, I think always yeah. having premium, yeah. that sort of thing would be beneficial. But otherwise, on my LinkedIn, I've got I've got a little about section. Okay. Um, so basically just three small paragraphs of kind of why I love marketing and then what my background is okay and then a little call to action to get them to visit my website to view a portfolio because basically when you take a step back LinkedIn Mm -hmm. is just a big old digital resume that you can constantly be updating posting on um utilizing kind of as your portfolio even you might not even want to spend the time and resources to building out an online portfolio but you might want to share it on LinkedIn so it could all be a preference of who you are and how you kind of want to represent yourself as a brand yeah that's a great point I am gonna expose someone right now but I created my boyfriend's LinkedIn for him (laughs) uh, probably a year ago and that was a struggle for me of what does he want on it Mm-hmm. Like being a music producer and having his own brand that way, how much does he want to showcase that? And then just a few other hobbies or a few other things that he has skills in or is qualified for or has a certification of. How like in depth do we that do we go with that? 
And since mm-hmm. he right now is job searching, I thought the more depth you go in, the more you expose yourself in like skill wise, I think it's very beneficial. Then again, you don't want to be putting on random things that no one really yeah. cares about and that kind of makes it feel like you're overshining to like cover up the lack of experience or lack mm-hmm. of skills or if that makes sense. But yeah, pretty much on my LinkedIn for posts, it's just what I was talking about before. I obviously share a lot of like reposts of um, the current company I work at, but then just International Women's Day, um, my entrepreneurial management start. Mm -hmm. um, Pretty much I was sharing before some like hiring stuff for my company Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, pretty much just little fun things like that. Nice. So I definitely could be utilizing it better. Yeah. I think everyone could in mm-hmm. that sense. But mm-hmm. um, one last question about LinkedIn that I have yeah. is how do you feel about the posts that are separated line by line by line? So basically a lot of um, those people who their main focus is being a LinkedIn creator and that's kind of like one of the, an influencer almost on LinkedIn for whatever their industry is. And people will create posts that instead of like having a paragraph of information or like maybe three smaller paragraphs that are like kind of spaced out, they'll do one hook line and then everything is separated onto its own line oh I get what you mean they're kind of writing a story is that what you mean yeah oh I mean usually it's a story that they're explaining but Mm. they do it very dramatically line by line so this post is like on desktop seven inches long on the screen or whatever and I mean I I like the hook yeah idea of it because obviously you have to click see more Mm -hmm. but also in today's world of fast-paced digital media, not everyone's going to click. True. But, I mean, obviously it must be working for them I think it's to a some extent. Dramatic. It is a little traumatic. I think it's a little too much. <laughs> but I need to spend more time on LinkedIn in order to really give some wise advice in yeah. that sense. Of, I think it's great people putting on their achievements and then like photos but then writing about how it's been their dream to work here and their whole life life they've been wanting to work for this company and now they finally have it and how great it's going to be blah 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 blah. great I think that's really fun but in the sense you're talking of like telling a story or trying to be educational I think it can get a little dramatic especially if we're going to view it as a social media platform because yeah what you said earlier about the hook needs to be there but at this point it's like a blogging site if that's what everyone's intending to use for but it is interesting to watch LinkedIn create new tools and everything of um, like the newsletter section of how you can kind of subscribe to that within the platform so you don't even need to do leave outside of LinkedIn to kind of find some of these articles Um, so it's just interesting as a Mm -hmm. use case tool for different companies and how that fits into their strategic planning. Yeah. Well, overall, I think LinkedIn is a really beneficial site, especially for college students and just anyone looking for a job. I think that's the number one promoted site to 
search for jobs, apply to jobs, and just brand yourself in the way in that way. Mm-hmm. And every time I have applied to a job, it's always asking, where have I seen this position? Where mm-hmm. have I heard about this company? And LinkedIn is always one of the options. And so with it growing and with it being more accessible for companies to promote and just like search people. Yeah. I think it's, I think everyone should really get on board with it. Yeah. Especially young professionals like us. Nice. So moving on to another topic that I think you have more experience than I do in this sense, but I think your expertise is very valid. And what I kind of want to talk about is, so you land the interview (laughs) and you're curious about salary, you're curious about the benefits, Mm -hmm. and right away, they might not be told in the job description. I have seen many, many jobs, especially on LinkedIn. They don't really say exactly what the salary is going to be. I mean, they do, but it's with $30,000, like between $30,000. And say you're working at a company that you're not getting paid, like you're not going to be making as much as you were previously how do you bargain that and just benefits how do you feel like valid in in that way and wanting to um yeah just ask without feeling shunned or feeling like it's not right to ask yeah definitely it's very interesting because I've done a lot of research Mm -hmm. just for myself on this and looking up when's the right time to talk about these topics because obviously employers want to have employees who are passionate about the job Mm -hmm. who are excited to come to work but we do live in a world where work is work and you have to get fairly compensated for the work that you're doing so one thing that I really want to and I just hope our generation can kind of (laughs) break this cycle and stand up to corporate America or even like small businesses any business who's posting on Indeed and LinkedIn pay transparency is going to be super important for Generation Z coming into the workforce yes because it saves everyone's time money is a sensitive topic obviously for business owners for employees alike um the topic of money can be uncomfortable for some people. Um, mm. It can be really scary to ask to be valued for your work, especially we were talking yeah. about last week even of doing work for free and how that can be a slippery slope. Obviously, businesses exactly. aren't going to ask for free labor um, when hiring a full-time or part-time employee. But pay transparency on jobs instantly makes it so much easier for me to want to want to apply for sure I think that is something that kind of has a bad rap like you said and kind of just talk about that a little more of I believe everyone should have the right if you're working in the same sense you're all kind of on the same level and pay is something that's not talked about or Mm -hmm. not it seems fishy yeah. It seems it seems like are they trying to hide something and why is it not talked about? One of the biggest red flags for an employer is when they make it known to the employees that you are not supposed to talk about money. 
That's the biggest red flag because like we Mm -hmm. talked about, money is a sensitive topic. So I understand Mm -hmm. that there is still that culture of, um, you know, I make my salary, you make your salary. We're not really going to talk about it. Mm -hmm. I think you need to uh, make sure that whoever, whatever coworker or um, hiring manager, whoever it is that you're talking Mm -hmm. to when you're talking and having open conversations about how much Mm -hmm. you versus the other person is making, is just making sure that both parties are comfortable with that. I personally wouldn't, even like as a younger generation, I personally wouldn't like just ask my coworker of three months or whatever, oh, I'm getting paid this much. How much are you getting paid? That sort of thing. But I have yeah. run into this situation before of um, the first time I was working, um, I traveled for work and was doing an expo. And my my manager told me to clock in when I was working and clock out when I was done. And then the rest of the time was mine. But then I was talking and my coworker just said, oh, I'm not even clocking in. They're just giving me eight hours for each day. So I was only clocking Mm. in like six and a half hours, but I was in a completely different city, staying in a hotel. Mm. Obviously, the company paid for that. But that was one of those conversations where it was super important to me that my coworker confided that in me because I was saying, oh, I got to clock in. And he was like, what are you talking about? I don't have to do that. I'm just getting eight hours. And I knew that I went to my boss let him know and he instantly was like Mm -hmm. oh yeah that's totally fine Aaron I'm just don't worry about clocking in the rest of the time I'll just give you eight hours for each day you're there great yeah so sometimes those conversations might not necessarily be how much are you making right now but just stuff like that I think changing the um yeah the culture and way we talk about that is super important I think so too especially when You work at some place where, I mean, I think every place has it where, you know, you give a review, your evaluation, you get a pay bump and certain percentage or um, you work this. I mean, I know at a place that I've worked is you work this many hours a week or this like it's pretty much how many hours you work and all of that adds into your pay. So every single person is getting paid a different amount. But I don't think that's necessarily bad because everyone is bringing a different value. Say this person is working a ton in the morning. This person is working a ton at night. This person is only doing midday shifts. I think it's everyone's bringing a different value that, yeah, you should be paid more. And I think it's something that should be talked about more and brought up in situations where you're feeling like you're being unvalued for what you're getting paid but you say you're putting more work in say you're you think you're working harder than this person you know they're making more that gets a slippery slope and that's where mm-hmm. you can that's where it gets awkward I totally t- totally get that but just up front I think pay should for sure be talked about and going off of that like leaving a university a private university where I feel like a lot of situations have been like I'm very blessed to be put in these situations, but it's because it's a expensive private college. That is why like all these networking events and stuff. I didn't know how much I'm supposed to be getting paid. I have friends making double of what another person um, is making and they graduate the same year. They have the same degree. 
I don't didn't know when I was offered my job I had no idea how much I'm supposed to be making Mm -hmm. you're the only person that I could felt like comfortable asking because I'm like you're how much are you making how much should I be making Mm -hmm. I just didn't know and maybe that's my fault but I truly think it needs to be talked about more because that's where you get people undervalued and they're not getting paid as much as they deserve Mm -hmm. and it just gets this awkward conversation. Yeah, over it, it is interesting, too, because obviously different um, companies are going to have different pay scales and um, some might be more progressive than others. So there's obviously those different situations where, you know, this might be where you want to live, but the cost of living is cheaper. So you're obviously going to get yeah. paid less in here in the Midwest than someone who's living out in mm-hmm. California doing the same job as we are. For sure. Um, when it comes to kind of, I know we got a little trailed off there, but when it comes yeah. <laughs> to actually applying to jobs and when's the right time mm-hmm. to ask, I think that it is totally fair, even in the first interview, to kind of bring up these things and talk about it or say, hey, my pay expectation is X amount of dollars. This is what I'm currently mm-hmm. making for the equal amount of work with my experience. Yeah. Um, because then it saves your hiring manager time. It saves you time. You can decide if it's still something you want to pursue. So if it's not listed, I would say, obviously, um, when it comes up in conversation, you know, you don't want to just jump right off the bat of, Hey, before we get started, I want to know how much (laughs) you're offering. You know, you want to make sure that you do it tastefully, I would say, But Mm -hmm. um, when I was doing research on this, some people were saying second interview. Some people were saying right when you get the offer. Some people were saying, why can't you just talk about it on the first interview? So it's obviously preference. Um, Mm -hmm. Everybody has a different level of comfortability with talking about pay. Um, Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's interesting, though, how some companies are very transparent about it. Some people don't list it at all, and some people list a $30,000 range, like you said. So, um. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, like, what's the advice? Just be, be whatever you're comfortable with, mm-hmm. whatever whatever you feel. Obviously, there's no right way, yeah, way and exactly. there's never going to be a right way. And it may rub someone the wrong way during your interview, mm-hmm. but... Just like an overall, what is your like one advice? I would say do what you feel comfortable with. Make sure it just flows into the conversation. Maybe it's the Mm -hmm. end of the first interview and they say, do you have any questions for us? That's a perfect time to, perfectly reasonable time to ask about that. That's great. And I would say that if a company that does rub them the wrong Mm -hmm. way and because of that reason, they don't give you a second interview, is that a place you really want to be working? So... Ah, it might just great. be, um, you know, I think it's just Generation Z. I'm hoping we can kind of clear the mm-hmm. stigma behind that because, you know, we've got a work to live. If we could just yeah. play around with different digital marketing campaigns and I didn't have to worry about how much milk and eggs cost, that would be awesome. But I know that's not how the world yep. works. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's, what, great. that's my advice on that, I would say. For sure. How do you approach the conversation of, say you're working, you're already got the job, you're working, and you're feeling like you're undervalued and that you're not making as much. I know you don't, you might not have researched this as much, but just how do you, 
how do you approach that conversation? So my first thing is just take into account how long you've been working there. Because obviously, Mm -hmm. you know, if you've only been there three months and you're feeling undervalued, that just might be a conversation of, hey, can we dial back the actual amount of work I'm getting? Because maybe Mm -hmm. it's not matching up with your job description and you're feeling undervalued that way. Otherwise, um, like something that happened to me before was getting hired on from internship to part-time, I was promised a certain amount and then it started and I started that um, part-time work and my pay didn't change and I asked and Mm -hmm. nothing changed. And you have to stand up for yourself in those situations because sometimes it's um, somebody else is busy and they're not thinking about it because they're thinking more about themselves and what they have to get done. Mm-hmm. And even though it's obviously a very important thing because we are human and we deserve to be valued yeah. and promises should be followed through. Mm-hmm. So you just have mm-hmm. to stand up for yourself and um, have sure. open conversations. Again, if someone gets angry at you, if you did it in a tasteful way and talk to them you know, as a person just saying, hey, I, I just want to have an open conversation with you. People tend to take that. If you go in there guns blazing and yelling, it's probably not going to end well. So <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah. So just being your own advocate yeah. and just being confident in knowing what you deserve, mm-hmm. not even necessarily pay, but just like what you're putting into it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, being your own advocate, I think is huge in all situations of life, for sure. So obviously, yeah, pay is just a tricky subject and money is sensitive in Mm -hmm. many different ways. Um, So I think just finding different resources online. um, I've been loving Reddit lately. So finding a community on Reddit where they kind of talk about these different things, you can get advice. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, if you just have someone in your life who's been experienced in I guess the corporate world or has Mm -hmm. had different jobs or has just been working for a while you know yeah Um, yeah. they're always a great person to talk to about what you think you should do great so uh, I know we wanted to start this so the Mm -hmm. weekly influence how have you been influenced this week by marketing whether that's an ad campaign brand Mm -hmm. Has anything sparked your interest this week? Yes. Being in a brand management class has brought so many new ideas to like watching TV and watching certain ads and just scrolling through social media. I have just been captivated by the idea of how people are pretty much promoting their own brand Mm -hmm. and one that I was just I saw I don't know seven times on Sunday watching all the football games is AT&T okay let me know if you've seen it AT&T's commercial for the iPhone 15 correct yep iPhone 15 that's a new one AT&T did not talk about the product being the new phone the new flashy thing at all in this ad they talked about AT&T being an honest company. They talked about their brand image that AT&T is. Respect. And I thought it was genius. Yeah. I don't need to explain the whole whole thing. But basically, they're on a plane. You know Lily, the AT&T girl? Yeah. 
she is on a plane and they're just talking about how some airlines are kind of misleading in mm-hmm. the sense of say you get these packets okay well yeah. you still have to pay for water yeah yeah look it up it's so great and i have been wanting to talk about it on this podcast so this is a great opportunity to that brand image is so key for me when purchasing a product there gets to a point where it's like okay i'm just gonna get this product i don't really care what the brand is everyone has yeah essential but if i'm debating between yes but when i'm debating between these things there's att uslr there's t-mobile there's Mm -hmm. all these different cellular companies but we've been hearing about them for so long yeah but Seeing that AT&T doesn't care about w- the product that they really are promoting. Because mm-hmm. everyone's they just promoting the same products. It's exactly. Everyone's carrying the new Apple phone. Exactly. And the main, the only thing they do talking about the phone is saying, if you bring your phone to our store, you can do a trade-in. Something like that. Don't quote me on that. Mm-hmm. But see, that's the thing. I don't even remember what they said about the iPhone. I just know they talked about the iPhone. But it's talking about who AT&T is as a brand and just what they believe in mm-hmm. and their values. And I thought That's it awesome. was one of their coolest commercials. Especially when it comes and down to, to uh, a cell phone company because yeah. everyone has opinions on cell phone companies mm-hmm. and the coverage and the customer service and all of those different things that go into yeah. the experience of having to go into a uh, cell phone store and setting mm. up your plan whatever it is all the hidden fees like that is such a <laughs> big debate for people of what the best yeah. cell phone provider is so that's really mm-hmm. cool that they focused on that yeah I'm gonna ask you the same question what was your weekly influence yeah so mine actually is target this week which is kind of interesting Ooh. because the week this is recorded, October 1st through the 7th, it is Target's mm-hmm. uh, Target Circle Week, I believe is what they're calling the campaign. And these yep. are like store-wide sales, like 30% okay. off of um, select like clothing and shoes and major deals on electronics and all these different things and I find it very interesting that Target chose to do this this week because I was thinking about it and I was wondering what is Amazon doing right now and so Target chose to do the circle week because on October 11th and 12th is prime (laughs) days So it's really interesting because Target's having crazy good sales. Like I got Mm -hmm. um, some clothes for my mom. I ordered them on my account because I have the Target circle. But so she got Mm -hmm. 30% off of those. They also gave me a 15% off one-time coupon. And then they also had like a $5 gift card because I bought so much in beauty products. And there was just major sales. So we got $50 off of this like $125 order or whatever. And Mm -hmm. I just find it interesting that Target's doing that this week to kind of get a a jump on Amazon. Obviously, Amazon is so big that it's probably not going to impact them too much. But I would say... Mm -hmm it's gonna be an impact because they're doing a whole week versus just Amazon's two-day sale. And we're ahead of Black Friday, um, Mm -hmm. Cyber Monday. So those are all coming up still. So I think it's very interesting on how big of a campaign they're doing this week. 
And wow. I was also looking into it and I found some articles about how in August of this year mm-hmm. was the first time that Target sales have dipped since for like six years. The first time in six wow. years that Target sales have dipped. This August, you said? Yes. It was this August. Do you know why? Yes. So apparently okay. the two reasons are just general inflation of prices lately. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. the main reason, though, was backlash from their pride campaign. Yes, I did hear about that. And some of their employees, there is news spilled about who they are and certain things they believe and I know that turned a lot of lot of people off. For yeah. Sure. So obviously we won't dive into like the political side no, of what no. that all means. Mm-hmm. But I just thought it was really interesting because this happened in August. First time the sales mm-hmm. dipped in six years. And then now they're yeah. doing a whole week of sales ahead of Amazon's yeah. Prime Days. So I just thought it was kind of interesting because they had really good sales. You know, mm-hmm. um, Amazon's obviously a huge competitor of theirs. But the reason I find it interesting for Target is because they're mm-hmm. offering, like in my one order, I did a pickup order okay. for my stuff and then shipped the rest to my mom. But because of that, I can buy it all on the app and I can do the pickup so I can get it soon because it was in store at my store and um we live in a more rural area i guess you could say than most so you know it's not like amazon's flying the drones around our houses or anything (laughs) yet um but i just thought it was interesting that target took that stance ahead of them so for sure that was my that's genius great job on their marketing team for and they're and they've been promoting it for a while too and like there's so many if you just look up target circle week so many big magazines Mm -hmm. um or publishers of posting online blogs that are saying this is rivaling amazon prime Mm -hmm. sales and here's the best 10 Mm -hmm. deals you can get all those sort of things so it's it's all over i'm interested comparing products of just simple things like a laptop or a Mm -hmm. tv looking at the exact same product and then looking at it on amazon prime day to see what is that discount i'm i'm curious if it's gonna be if it was very similar i mean the campaigns aren't rolled out at the same time obviously target is before Mm -hmm. so like it's hard to compare and hard to know like Oh, is Prime going to give you a bigger discount? But yeah, the one thing yeah, I'm I will say to see. that I've noticed mm-hmm. just as a consumer, um, not so much as me doing marketing research on it, but okay. as a consumer, I noticed that a lot of the products when I ordered it were not eligible for their two-day shipping that they normally do. And I think oh. it's because I've had it in my cart and then I placed the order, but then so many other people have been ordering that I think their shipping's a little backlogged. And so I'm interested yeah. because I don't think that will happen with Amazon on mm-hmm. the 11th and 12th, I believe. That's a great So point. I guess time will tell and we'll find out. But yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Great. I got to look into those deals. Yeah. <laughs> I got to see where. And it's just nice, too, get. because like you can sign up for the debit card, get the 5% mm-hmm. off. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just so many deals that you can stack right now. So definitely, definitely Great. the user experience is good for Target. So I'll give them a, a plus for that. Thanks for your weekly influence, Lil. Thank you. So with that, I think we're going to wrap up this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, big news though. You might be listening from several different platforms because we Ooh. are now not only on Spotify, but Apple yes. Music and Apple Podcasts. 
So you can also follow us at adorn.marketing on Instagram or TikTok if you want to see some content ahead of time uh, for the podcast. But And don't forget to leave a review. Please, please. Yes. Follow us and leave share a review. Tell share your friends. It. Tell your grandma. Exactly. There you go. Tell your mom. <laughs> Tell your teacher. Maybe they're interested in marketing. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Never know. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Coworkers. Don't forget to share with your coworkers. Yes, That's a good that one. Too. Anyways, All right, well, well, thanks for the chat, Lil.